Drive with the play-by-play voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Altus. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Here's the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Altus. Good evening, everybody. Yeah. Woo. What a night. Thank you for coming out tonight. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Independence at 4545 South Nolan Road. Actually, the closest Hy-Vee Market Grill to the greatest place on earth, Arrowhead Stadium. Right? And so come out and join us tonight. And by the way, here's the score just in. Chiefs 40, Raiders 9. 9. That means with high Vive, the Chiefs getting 40 points uh, last night, that you can earn uh, 40 cents on your Fuel Saver Plus Perks card with a purchase of $40 or more. So many of you, we've got a sellout crowd here again tonight at the high Vive Market Grill do the grocery, we do this, uh, grocery shopping after the show so you can use that and get fabulous savings. Also, a reminder that the Chiefs Kingdom show is brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers, baby. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. Fabulous crowd here tonight. Red coaters are here in full force. And you braved the elements yesterday in doing your work. The geeks are here, brave and they brave the elements. Snowstorm Sandy, Autograph Geek, Susie Bling Bling's here, Kent the Cake Packer is here, Al Schof, the photographer of the Chiefs Kingdom show. The Lake Lottawana Lake Rats are here. We got one, two, three, four generations. Hey, hey, Paul is here, along with the uh, Lot D tailgaters. BCE is here. Red Guard is here. We have a group here tonight from Gladden Elementary in Belton, Missouri, Sophie Bug is the captain of that group tonight. Sophie Bug, wave at everybody. Great Chiefs fan. Teach them how they're young while they're young. Puppet ladies here tonight getting ready to beat the uh, New England Patriots as the Tom Brady puppet getting smacked down there. And a special guest tonight. We always get guests that come in for the home game and stay over. Jersey Man Cave Guy, the best Chiefs man cave on the planet. Bobby is here tonight. He is 10 minutes, get this, he's 10 minutes from the Meadowlands, Jets and Giants uh, country, and he's here tonight with his daughter, Kayla. They have got a fabulous man cave. Made him famous on Twitter a couple of uh, weeks ago. But anyway, thanks for being here tonight from the Meadowlands, basically. And then a group is here tonight, Long Beach, California, uh, listening tonight in the group from Long Beach here tonight as well. All right, Chiefs uh, beating... The Oakland Raiders, 40-9 to in that game. And when you start, we talk. I'm going to talk to Coach here in a little bit about starting fast on defense. Tyron Matthew, second straight game with an interception. Just kind of lighted the fuse for everything. And then how about one Thornhill pick? Six for the touchdown. When you do that as a defense, it's time to... Put the hammer down, baby. You have got it. And I thought Patrick Mahomes, I'll ask Coach about it here in a little bit. 
He guts it out again, makes the plays when he needed to. Those big third down conversions were huge. Then you bring in the termite late. It's hammer time. Termite brings in the hammer and gnaws all the basement wood of the Raiders. That is huge. You have got it. And then to block the extra point by the Raiders and take it all the way back for two points, that was huge. Now it's time to go to New England and get after their tails. And so it's remember, it was a 2017 opener, uh, and we go out there. Everybody had the belief we could beat them, and we smoked them 42-27 to and scored 40 on them last year in Foxborough. So it's time to get after that crew, and here we go. Special guest tonight, perfect night to have his debut on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Tano Passigno will be here to be our guest. Sack, blocked extra point, stopped the run on Josh Jacobs and others. When we come back, though, we're going to check in with the hardworking leader of the Chiefs Kingdom, who is now... 25-3 and three against the AFC West since the beginning of 2015. Head coach Andy Reid comes your way after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. First down for the Chiefs and 10 at the Raider 13. 7-0 Kansas City. At 6.38 to go, second quarter. Mahomes takes the snap from Ryder, drifts to his left, holds the ball in his right hand. He can run. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Angling near front pylon. Touchdown, Kansas City. A 13-yard scramble. They let Mahomes run to the end zone, and the Chiefs lead 13-0. Outstanding blocking and alert play as Patrick Mahomes running in for that touchdown. Welcome back, everyone. On our Chiefs Kingdom show tonight at the uh, Hy-Vee Market Grill in Independence at 4545 South Nolan Road, not that far from the stadium. And now, please welcome the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. Hello, Mitch. And good evening, coach, and congratulations on that victory. And I know we've got where uh, this crew is ready to go to New England and take care of business. And uh, some of my questioning tonight is going to kind of deal with both games in a way. But the first thing we need to acknowledge for all of the fans here, you're lining up to get your picture taken with Tano. For the first first time since 1974 and only the three, third time in the 60-year history of this franchise, the Chiefs had no penalties in that game, Coach. That's unreal. What does that tell you about your team yesterday? Well, the guys, I, you know, they, they've worked hard at that. So they really focused in on it, and I thought they did a nice job. And... Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think it helped to have a, the bye week, too, and to kind of freshen up a little bit and gives you a little pep in your step. So I, they they did a good job with all that. The conditions were rough, <laughs> real cold and real windy all throughout the Chiefs' kingdom all weekend. But to have no penalties, what does that say about your guys' concentration level in those conditions and then their ability to execute? Well, they, they, listen, they did good. I, the one thing I thought it was was a good team win. And, and so uh, when you do that, normally you've limited the amount of penalties. You've taken care of field position. Uh, you're taking care of the football. So you don't have a lot of turnovers. And um, and then you're tackling well. So that's uh, I think you saw all those things in the game. And, uh, and I'm including special teams. When I talk about the blocking and the tackling, that's a big part of special teams too. So. Um, you just it, it was a good, solid football game uh, that everybody contributed. Well, it was a masterpiece uh, to call and to watch for the crew here. 
Now, how does that relate to New England? Well, last year in the regular season game in in October, New England had no penalties in that game, and that was a 43-40 uh, narrow victory for the Patriots a year ago. But uh, it's rare to happen in the National Football League. Second question is, Coach, and I'd talk to you about this during the week, is getting off to a fast start defensively. You end their first possession with the Tyron Matthew interception. I want to ask you about that first because when I reviewed the video today, it looked like it was a crafty move by a veteran defensive back. Well, it, it was. He, uh, he He's a smart guy, and he's got great instincts, and uh, Spags puts a lot of trust in him uh, to allow him to do the things <clears throat> that he does. He gives him some freedom there to to be Tyron and and uh, and and uh, let those instincts take over and and um, and so that's what that's what you saw. And Spags does a, a nice job of putting these guys in position. And uh, our defensive back coaches they they work extremely hard with the guys on fundamentals and techniques. So. Um, I, I think uh, the players probably said it best after the game. You know, they gave everybody credit for it, uh, but themselves. You know, and, and so I'm giving them credit for for being the players they are and, and very coachable guys. The other thing is, when we talk about starting fast, it's usually in reference to offense or explosive plays in reference to offense. I want to ask you about the explosive play by Juan Thornhill, the pick six which uh, made it 14-0 to 21-0 and changed the complexion of the game. What about your rookie safety's play on that one? Now, Juan's another one that has real good instincts, smart kid, and um, <clears throat> he and Tyron have developed a nice relationship back there, and, along with Dan Sorensen, and, and they they communicate well. And, and so, um, again, he's been so close. Juan has been so close <laughs> to getting one of these, and, and this one finally stuck, and he jumped it, and trusted again um, the, what they had practiced and then his instincts on it uh, were right on. So, And then he finished it with a touchdown, which is always good. I was kidding him after the game, Coach. I said it took Virginia to beat Virginia Tech. It was 15 years for them to win the Commonwealth Cup for Juan to get that pick six. So there was a little bit of Wahoo karma going on there last night. I hear you. You stay up. You don't miss anything, man. <laughs> well, former BYU coach Brocko Mendenhall, coaching the University of Virginia now. Uh, but you talked about those two safety, or the safeties working together and the DBs all working together. It reminds me of when Alex was kind of tutoring Patrick. To get a veteran player willing to teach, like a Tyron Matthew or Dirty Dan, but a rookie willing to listen and learn, like a Juan Thornhill or maybe a Rashad Fenton, how does that, I mean, the impact and power of that dynamic yeah, well, that's part of team. So you you hope that that takes place. It doesn't always take place um, on teams, but <clears throat> we've been fortunate here to have guys that have done that. Just kind of check their ego at the door, and all about they're all about team. And that's what's so great about I think this victory from my standpoint is that you're able to see everybody contribute, and um, that's what it's all about. You, after the game, you see Patrick in there high five and all the defensive guys and. You know, I mean, it's just that that's what it's selfless that way. When you have a good team, that that's what normally takes place. And it was good to see with with our guys there. You get those kind of plays, that kind of unselfishness, offense clapping for the defense and back and forth. That's an example of how to put the hammer down, baby. And we are taking the hammer to Foxborough this week. Coach, I'm full disclosure here, I am super proud of Patrick Mahomes, especially in these last two games. 
He has been, to me, I mean, there's some games you're going to roll up stats and you're going to win the fantasy league, but I love it. The last two games in specific, he has won the reality league. To win in Mexico City under tough circumstances and to win this game, the way that wind was blowing, how cold it was, and how he fought through it to make the plays he needed to make, just how much is this part of Patrick even growing as a big-time NFL quarterback to win games like the last two games? Well, you know how much pressure <clears throat> could be put on him if he allowed it uh, from outside sources. I mean, you're coming off an MVP year, and um, and, and then you're in, now all of a sudden the defense is playing well, and and the special teams are contributing and playing well, and and so it's important that that you play the game, and and part of that is just what he's doing. I mean, he's running the ball. He's handing the ball. We're handing the ball off. We have these RPOs, and selfishly, he could keep it and throw it, but he's staying true to the to the offense, and and uh, as teams try to take all his angles away there, he just keeps producing. And when it, when it's needed most, that's where he's the best. And so to me, that's MVP play. That, that's being the most valuable player. And when you have the ball in your hand every snap and doing the right thing with it is the most important thing, and, and that's what you're seeing him do. And for Patrick, you got it out these last two games. That is huge. Maybe my one of my favorite plays in the last couple of years. Raiders line up for an extra point, blocked, and returned for two points. Why, to me, it was a great example of your guys continuing to play. Our guys continue to play all the way through because they could have just given up on that go okay kick it but our guest in Itano Passanio blocks it Javarius goes the other way for two points what is that and how much can a play like that even ignite you into this week's meetings and this week's practices well I'll tell you it was something that was a great way to put uh put the icing on the cake as they'd say <clears throat> for for Tano he's again he's been so close on these things and he takes such great pride in it and if you're a kicker now you're standing there with him so you know this but He's he's a tall guy, and when he extends his arms up there, man, you better have some height on that kick, or you got problems. And so he got skinny in there, and he went up and he he blocked that thing, and then Ward just took it and dashed it the rest of the way. But there were some big blocks. You, you know, forty four got a big block in there. Oh, Daniel. So I mean, there were there were things that took place on that play that that mean a lot to you at the end of a football game when when they could do exactly what you were saying and just kind of dive on it and let it be and play over or not rush the the kick, you know. So, But the guys, they did a good job of finishing the game right there. The other awesome thing was everybody in the stadium knows you're going to run it. Oakland knows you're going to run it. Eight in the box as I watched the video today. And Darwin Thompson and the offensive line and your extra blockers, the termite, man. The, you turn the termite loose, and he carries the ball 11 times on a 14-play drive to not only run the clock but get a touchdown. How cool was that? He was gnawing on their knee in there, I heard. <laughs> I, I heard a famous line from some redheaded guy that said that, you know. So, yeah, no, he, uh, he did a nice job. It's good to see your young guys produce like that. And so uh, he, got a, he got a little gassed at the end, which is – understandable but he um he got back out there and kept going and and then after it was all said and done he scored the touchdown he had to go out on the kickoff team and run another 40 yards so he did a good job with all of it 
and finally headed to Foxborough. But we got fans here tonight. The fans were great yesterday. We got fans here tonight from Jersey, uh, Chiefs fans, 10 minutes from the Meadowlands. They stayed over to come to the show. A group from Long Beach, California, stayed around to uh, go to the show here. Uh, just yesterday, that day, and how the kingdom came together under tough circumstances and took care of business. Yeah, they, I, you know, again, <clears throat> I thought the fans were just uh, phenomenal. Easily they could have stayed home and where it was warm and uh, and sat around the fireplace. They didn't do that. They they came out, they supported us. They, again, a couple of those penalties were contributed to how loud it was, the communication, the tackle jumping off sides. I mean, all these things were our fans. And there's nothing like Arrowhead. Um and, I mean, they were so good. you got to tell those people from Long Beach to treat you to a little waffle love so they'll know what I'm talking about. So tell them they need to bring it the next time they come. Okay. We're going to let him go to work. He's had 112 points the last three times we've gone to Foxborough. We're going to get 40 or 50 more. Let's let him go back to work, ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. Coach, thanks. All right, Mitch. How are those redheads? They're here. When we come back. One of the heroes of last night's game, his first ever Chiefs Kingdom appearance, Tano Passanio will be with us. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Independence, 4545 South Nolan Road. 40 points means you get 40 cents on your Fuel Saver Plus Perks card with a purchase of $40 or more. Back with TK after this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Oakland, all three timeouts remaining, trailing 14 to nothing. Shotgun this time for Carr. Slant patterned, intercepted at the 40-35. Coming to the near side, it's one Thornhill. 10-5, touchdown, Kansas City. A pick six by the rookie from Virginia. Welcome back. We're at the uh, Ivy Market Grill, our Chiefs Kingdom show in Independence at 45-45 South. Nolan Road, uh, a lot of folks come in and out. Uh, I just want to really thank our chief security people. Brian Schaefer's here tonight, uh, the pride of the Northland, yes. And uh, he's here. He will not sign autographs tonight, though. He will fry an egg on his head. That's okay. Um, big thanks, though, to the folks at Hy-Vee, as always. 40 cents on your Fuel Saver Plus Perks card, the purchase of $40 or more because of the 40 points uh, in the game last night. And also, there's Zarda Red Fridays been doing throughout the season. Or those yummy, uh, awesome. Also, the Chiefs Kingdom Show is brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers. Mow with an attitude, Bad Boy Mowers. Also, thanks to Independence Finest for being out here tonight with us and a huge crowd uh, here at the Hy-Vee Market Grill. It is time to go to New England and take care of those dudes. Mm-hmm. In his third year with the Kansas City Chiefs, and really one of our more intriguing and, to me, one of our most entertaining and enjoyable players his first time in three years to make a Chiefs Kingdom show appearance. Please welcome Tano Passanio. Hey. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Awesome to have you here tonight and a terrific victory yesterday. What a game for you. How enjoyable was that game uh, for the defense and for you personally? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, I feel like whenever defense plays well and offense just complements that, it's a great feeling. And it looked like there were some adjustments made. I mean, Josh Jacobs got something rolling. I was watching the uh, video today on an early run. You and Frank were – not Frank, I'm sorry, it was Chris. Mm-hmm. You guys were kind of like, hey, let's get this figured out. Yeah, and yeah. you got it figured out. Um, what about the adjustments and really kind of stopping Josh Jacobs after he got going early? 
Um, I mean, we always make adjustments on and off or off the field, and um, just the communication. I feel like it's gotten way better as the years gone or as the seasons gone by. So, being able to communicate with guys, knowing where people are, it's helped a lot. And Derek Carr is now zero and six in Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> yeah. If you're keeping track at home, he has been sacked in the last four games 11 times. Okay. Including my good friend here, Tano Passanio. What about pressuring Derek yesterday and you getting a sack against him? Yeah, um, it was a, I mean, planned rush. We've been working on it all week. Uh, as a D-line, it's something we've been trying to perfect and just get better at every, every week, and I feel like we've been doing that. It seems like this thing is working now and better every week is a, a great way to put it. Uh, the win in Mexico City, but the improvement front to back and oh, to yeah. get to get the interceptions. How about the DBs and how yeah. they've grown? Those guys back there, they've been – they're the reasons we get sacks, you know. They make the quarterback hold the ball a lot longer than uh, they'd want to and give us those opportunities, and we just feed off each other, honestly. <laughs> you were saying earlier because a couple – maybe a month ago or so – that you have a timing, there's a sense of timing, or an offensive lineman is like, okay, it should be out of here by now, but it's not. Yep. And then you're going, that's when we get him. Uh, mm-hmm. What about the sequence of a single play? Um, like going through it? Through yeah, just going play? through it. Like yeah. you're, you're rushing, oh, they got a block, wait a minute, it's coverage, now what? Uh, well, there's like a couple, what, couple seconds uh, to really feel that um, that he's holding the ball or feel that you've beat your, beat your man. Um so, I don't know. There's not too much thinking going into it. <laughs> You're being way too humble here. Uh, because, honestly, you have had a phenomenal season. Has he not? It's been fun to see this. And you stuffing the run on an early down actually kind of flipped that game. Those are the game things don't see. But then you keep playing. One of the things I was most impressed about when we got you out of Villanova in 2017 was, it's the, I, to me, to me, Tano, it is the, one of the least appreciated metrics in all of sports, and that is wingspan. Yeah, yeah. You are what seven? Let's just let's, let's see this. If you want to compare it with you, when you and you and Chris get together, and they go fingertip to fingertip, it is actually like a it's like fifteen feet. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Oakland scored. Okay, garbage touchdown. All right, yeah, here way to go, Raiders. They're going to kick a PAT. Everybody's kind of like, well, you didn't sleep. What about nope. the PAT? <laughs> Walk us through it. Uh, I mean, I was just talking with the other guys around me. Um, well, our special teams coach at first, or first off, Dave Tobe, awesome coach, um, coaches us up to a T and um, has our special teams always on point. And um, he's just always put an emphasis on not falling asleep on a play, not uh, – not getting lulled to sleep no matter what point in the game, everything, uh, being able to know a situation. But, um, yeah, they really fell asleep. I honestly could have, like, walked in there and just put my hand up and blocked it. But, uh, it was cool. nah, every, you could see everyone was ready for that play. Um, Mooney scooped it up, scored. Uh, so that was awesome. Good for him. Hey, when you block a PAT and get a two-point uh, play the other way, you get a sack, you get a big stop on Josh Jacobs, you torment Derek Carr again. Here you go. It's your first time here. Hey. That's a way to put the hammer down, baby. 
Thanks for not hitting the table. Coke yeah. was the only guy in years and years that's hit the table. <laughs> he actually yeah, did it. He did it. Yeah, it broke the table, screwed everything up. Uh, <laughs> but thank you. Solid. You can tell it's, it's real solid. It's a real thing, man. It's gold-plated. It's a whole bit. Uh, so... Tano's a smart guy. He gets it, all right? So anyway, uh, but that was fun. But I do want to ask you, because one of the exciting things about this season, and this started way back in the spring to me, because in the NFL, all you ask for is a chance, a real shot. And sometimes a change can help. When Spags came in to be defensive coordinator, it seemed like your life started to change. What about that and being settled in of saying, you can be an impact player for this team and in the NFL? Um, well, I think that's one thing Spag's really good at is putting guys in the proper spots to, um, or giving them the opportunity to make plays and um, just giving everybody the freedom to make plays within his scheme. But, um, yeah, he's just he's, he's a good, good uh, coordinator. And then Brandon Daly comes in. You spend yeah. a lot of time with him. What about BD and what he has done for you personally? Uh, personally, he's definitely helped me grow a lot. Um, definitely coming back to the D-line room uh, was a little different. Uh, just helped me remind a lot of the things I, I had back in over being a D-lineman. And he's just a really inspirational and um, just hard, always on point coach. He's wired 24-7. That so he will never let you, let you go to sleep. <laughs> And this will be a big game for him because last year he coached the Patriots oh, defensive yeah. line. So he'll oh, be yeah. he'll be overwired this week, baby. It's going to be plugged in. But I have to ask you, last year when you're in the linebacker room and you've been such a good soldier, you, you do what you're asked to do. You play inside on, on the line. You play outside. But were there times you're in the linebacker room kind of pawing in the dirt going, what's going down in the D-line room? Can I go down there? <laughs> yeah, you know, it kind of looked like fun, a lot of fun, you know. Uh, <laughs> when you're stuck in a classroom and you see all the kids having fun in another class, you're like, uh, <laughs> wish I could be doing that. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> no, nah, it, it crossed my mind sometimes. I mean, it, being a linebacker, I got to rush, got to uh, drop back. I got to learn def- the whole defensive schemes, and I feel like it, would, it helped me learn a lot, honestly. You've done everything but play DB. You want to play DB sometime? Okay. Throw me out there. <laughs> <laughs> I got who's the dude with like the seven and a half foot wingspan playing safety back there with Thornhill and the Honey Badger? Uh, anyway, uh, terrific guy with us tonight, Tano Passanio. Uh, with us, we're at the Hybe Market Grill. We're in Independence at 4545 South Nolan Road. Now it's time to go to Foxborough again to play the New England Patriots. This is where your NFL debut happened in 2017. This was your first game, right? Yeah. And so now you're going back yeah. to the scene of the beginning. What, what's going to be like going back? Uh, I mean, I remember that. That was an awesome game. Uh, cold. Uh, I mean, it's going to be great. I'm just excited. It's another game. <laughs> it's you, another game. <laughs> when we get, this is not just another person, though. And you're going to find out more about this remarkable, unique guy that plays for our football team, number 92, when we come back. Plus... We're going to get involved. If you want to get involved in this contest, we're going to take the first three people that want to get involved. And, Kayla, if you're going to be involved, I'm going to pick you right now from, from New Jersey. You're in. She's from, she's from the Meadowlands, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, comes to the show. Uh, drives here every week. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to find out more about Tano Passigno. We'll be back with TK after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. 
down and 10 for the Raiders at the 49 of Kansas City. Chiefs lead 31 to nothing. Carr's had a miserable day in the pocket. Pump faking in trouble. He is sacked. Sacked by Tano Passanio, who buries Carr for a loss back at the 41. It's a loss of 10. And he's right here with us tonight. On, uh, Tano Passanio with us tonight. At the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Independence, 4545 South Nolan Road. I do want to mention, too, uh, that you have all the fan-favorite tailgate treats every Friday from 4 to 7 at Hy-Vee's in the uh, Kingdom, Kansas City area Hy-Vee's, and Saturday 10 to 2, so don't miss that. Plus, Tano is getting a bunch of loot tonight for being here. One, Hy-Vee gift card. Uh, because he is he's very careful in his diet. He's great, very disciplined, and Hyvie's got what he needs. Houndstooth is going to we're going to load him up, make him look good. Uh, downtown Kansas City's newest full line men's clothing store located in the River Market, and then Smoke and Fire. Wait till you get this. It's the size of a boat. Uh, the USS Smoke and Fire, your barbecue and fireplace headquarters, located northwest corner of 69 Highway and 151st Street. In Stanley. Tano Passanio is our guest tonight after the 40 9 win over the Raiders. And now we're headed to the site of his first ever NFL game, Foxborough, Massachusetts, to take on the New England Patriots. But I want to ask you this is uh, really one of the more intriguing guys, I think, in the National Football League. Villanova University, right? Uh, so not a Power 5 FBS school, but a great school academically. We know about their national champions in basketball and also some very good football. But I want to ask you about something non-football that kind of dictated where you could play college football. Were you an FBLA or like the future business leaders of America, right? A lot of your schools have chapters. I know we have Belton, Missouri here tonight. They've got a chapter. But you did. Some people you were under recruited because there was some combines and stuff. You're going, no, I'm going to go to the FBLA contest. What was yeah. that? Yeah, uh, my mom was big on education, so I mean, some of it, a lot of it, was her decision. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I missed a whole bunch of football visits or camps. Uh, going to FBLA competitions, I don't regret it at all because they were awesome. Um, actually, got to like a national on the national uh, level for our competition, our, our section, I guess. And you had an emphasis on business ethics? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about that? <laughs> Tell us about that. Hey, just be ethical. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's plain yeah. and simple. But, uh, Hang on no, a second. Let me they, soak that in a second. Okay, good. Got it. Uh, well, you could be a CEO of a company. Is this not a CEO? Ooh. Am I kind of thinking <laughs> this? Are you going to run a company someday? I'll buy the stock. Oh. I get IPO. Um but it's really interesting that because, and I guess your mom's had a huge influence, but a balanced life. It's not just football, but talk about the balance in your life and thanking your mom for doing that. Um, oh, yeah, I thank her a lot. Um, just because not having to rely on football for uh, all or nothing kind of gives you that peace of mind of knowing once football is done, because it's going to be done eventually, you don't, you don't ever know when. Could have been in high school, could have been in college, could have been, you know, you don't know when it could end. But um, it's going to end at some point. So being prepared for after that is something my mom was really big on, and now I understand myself fully and really appreciate it for that. So, um, yeah. Well, I can think probably just on this interview alone, there's about a hundred companies out there going, when when you're done, let us know. Uh, <laughs> Because you would be a fantastic employee, and 
One, who, I'm thinking one of these days we're going to see him as CEO of a company. Uh, but that's awesome. You're also an artist. Yeah. And is anybody else, can anybody else even take you on being on the team? Uh, if you're, we have an art contest. We've had them here before, the Chiefs Kingdom Art Contest. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. Does anybody else draw? I don't even know. No, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think they do. <laughs> I've seen them draw stick figures and stuff. Uh, but uh, what is your emphasis in art? How would you get started in it, and what do you like to do the best? Um, I like painting and drawing mostly. Uh, I feel like I picked it up really being an only child. Um just something to pass the time and honestly just got good at it from doing it over and over and over and over again for years <laughs> and then uh it's it's something i love doing it's like good stress relief and good way to kind of just use another side of your brain how much do you paint now uh quite a bit i try and fit it in almost every weekend and have we put it on display where can we see uh well i, I made a couple things i've uh i started painting skateboards um i actually got it from this artist I saw on KC, um, KC has some great artists. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the skateboard artist, he would paint on skateboards, and uh, he had a display at the skate shop right down the street from me, and it was awesome. Uh, so I actually DM'd him, and he messaged me back, and I was just like, awesome. Uh, just gave me a whole bunch of tips on how to do it and how to get started, and I've just been doing that. I've made a couple gifts for some people. Um, so, yeah. If you want some That's painted awesome. skateboards, just hit me up. DM me. Hey, to get sacks and to paint skateboards, that yeah. is huge. <laughs> Have you painted? Did you paint Derek Carr? Because he was on a skateboard last night. It looked like. Right, uh, I can start doing that. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you get a, if you paint the dude that you're sacking while you're that. sacking him, wow! Now we got something going on. There you go. Yeah, we, you're thinking. I, I'm thinking. I said we got to think outside the box. See what you've done for us. You do for me. Uh, the other thing that's very fascinating. Uh, to me about Tano Passanio, and this gets close to home because uh, some of you know Haley, my daughter. She lives here now in Kansas City. She spent two and a half years in Botswana, uh, and she's worked a lot in the African continent. But I want to ask you about your background. First of all, your father from the Ivory Coast, mm -hmm. um, but then your mother is Ugandan. How? What about that heritage for you and what it means to you, both on your maternal and paternal side? Um, it means a lot. Uh, my mom took me back. At a, at a really young age, uh, just to kind of see where she grew up. She grew up in a village, had to fetch water herself, and um, really uh, saw how education got her through and got her to where she was or where she is today and how it got me to here. Um, so I, I really appreciate where my mom comes from, where my dad comes from, um, and those countries. I, I go back almost every summer, so. Uh, I love it. <laughs> what was the breakthrough for your mom? Because honestly, Haley worked a lot with adolescent women in Botswana, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes culturally it depends on the country, mm -hmm. but there just aren't opportunities for women or young women like there are here in the States. Mm -hmm. And it's, we've come a long way in the States and a long way to go. What was the breakthrough for your, for your mom? Because that was not necessarily typical uh, in some African countries. So what was the opportunity that your mom got that actually changed your life? Um, so her mom was a teacher. So uh, her mom was very big on education, my grandma. Um, I never got to meet my grandma. Uh, she died before I was born. She uh, actually died when my mom came to America for school. She, uh, that's where she met my dad at Ohio State. But um, she, I feel like her mom is really the person who gave her the opportunity. So, Wow. 
The blessing of generations, that. right? Keeps going. Grandma's in here. We got grandmas. Yeah. Yep. Thank, thank you for grandmas. Awesome. awesome. Um, yes. But it's interesting because Haley worked with the country of Uganda, and, and we work with you know, the African continent a lot, but some countries don't respond. Uganda's been phenomenal, she said, in the way it has responded. Now, think about it wasn't that long ago. We're talking maybe 50 years ago. Uganda was, and this would have affected your, maybe your grandma and mom. I mean, there were civil wars in Idi Amin. And I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. But, but that country is doing fabulous, what I heard. What have you seen and observed in Uganda? Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, obviously, there's uh, a lot of uh, open land and um, farmland. They're really big farmers. They're, that's their history, culture. Um, farmers and cow herders. <laughs> but... Uh, they uh they they're doing a lot better. I know my mom has told me stories of when she was growing up dealing with all of that, seeing child soldiers and all of that, which is um amazing to see that she made it through that. So um I'm really happy for the country as, as a whole and just like for my mom. <laughs> well, it's a miracle really. There's a miracle there. It could have changed I and mean, come in very differently and we've seen it happen in other countries yeah. on all of the continents. So um but the fact that it just, it, and Haley said they're a wonderful people. Like, they're oh, good yeah. people. They're industrious and they're hungry. Uh, they and, start very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> for knowledge, for, you know, like a lot. And, and respecting people. And, oh, yeah. and again, so it's different there for women and young women than it is in a lot of other places. Um, so, how much do you want to stay involved in the country of Uganda as your future goes on? Uh, a lot, a lot, you know. Uh, building a house out there, mostly for my mom. But okay. She just wants to. Like, not a vacation house, but just be over there for long periods of time. But um, I definitely plan on doing work out there. And you've met aunts, uncles, cousins? How many? Oh, yeah. Um, well, her whole side of the family is pretty much there or Europe. And then my whole dad's side of the family is either in the Ivory Coast or Europe. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of people there. And how close is your mom's family? Are they pretty tight-knit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have they been over to see you play? No. no. Well, not all of them. Some of them have. Some of like, them have. yeah. 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 And your mom gets to see you play? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so instead of, I don't know, these international games, uh, we play international games, and we're going to play more and more. I'm thinking we go to Uganda and play. we got a stadium we can play over there? Hey, they got football on the Ivory Coast, actually. Do Yeah, they? they just started up like this little league. We're going to do it? Yeah. Let's go. We could. You for- well, all right. <laughs> we're going to have a contest. We have three people. Um, I know Kayla's here from New Jersey. She's going to be one of the three. Yeah, Anybody uh, else? We need two more volunteers because there's a big prize involved in this okay you're involved and there we have two more right here because here's your job and put the phones down you must spell tano's tano passenio's last name no phones no no phones do it during the break we'll see how close you can get we'll give you the paper huge prize when we come back back to close the show with tano after this you're listening to exclusive coverage of cheese football Carr, however, he has seven interceptions, and his passer rating will go up with that play, but it wasn't very good prior to that drive. Carlson, and it's blocked, a PAT block, picked up by the Chiefs, and Javarius Ward's going to go the other way. The Chiefs are going to get to 40 points on a blocked PAT. Blocked PAT for two points for the Kansas City Chiefs. Tano Passanio, we're going to do this quick. We had a contest during the break. Four people tried. Can you spell Tano Passanio's last name? Uh, Kayla from New Jersey spells it K-A-S-S-P-O-N-E-N-O-H. Right or wrong? Wrong. 
right. Debbie Madison spells P-K-A-P-K-A-P-P-A-S-S-G-N-O. Right or wrong? Wrong. It's effort, though. Effort. effort. Got it. Casey O'Connor spells it. K-P-A-S-S-A-G-N-O-N. Right or wrong? Ding, 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 ding. Kim Guthrie spells it K-P-A-S-S-A-G-N-O-N. Right or wrong? You got another one. Let's a tie. Go. A tie. Two winners. Your grand prize is you get this pass to the Mexico game, which was done two weeks ago. Uh, you can have that and the napkin that we have up here. So congratulations to all of you. Tano, thanks for being here. How good is this guy, Tano Passanio? Go get him, brother, in Foxborough. Thanks for being here tonight. I appreciate you. And thanks for being the person that you are. What a terrific future for this guy. Next week, we'll be at 151st Street in Olathe. Get ready for this. It'll be Butker and Colquitt. Oh, boy. Thanks for coming out on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network, baby.